Welcome to the Smart Weight Loss Coaching Podcast. I'm Dr. Lisa Olson, a board-certified weight loss medicine specialist and certified life coach. In this podcast, I'll share fresh insights and effective techniques for incorporating mindset, habit change, and proven science into your life. Are you ready to achieve sustainable weight loss, wellness, and longevity? Then let's jump in and lose weight the smart way. Welcome back. Today we're going to talk about protein. I've noticed that protein is something people feel strongly about. And you may hear people in both camps, those who say we're getting plenty of protein, in fact, much more than we need, and others who say we should double or triple our protein intake in order to fuel our muscles and help regulate appetite. So who's right? Let's dig in and find out. You may be wondering what exactly is protein and why does it matter? Protein is made up of building blocks called amino acids. We need protein to build and repair tissues in our body, like our muscles. What you may not know is that protein is important for all cells and tissues in the body, including our eyes, our heart, and even our skin. So how much do we need? The typical answer is anywhere from half to one gram of protein per kilogram of body weight, though some athletes might suggest you need more. I'd be happy to translate grams per kilogram into more manageable terms for those of you who don't regularly use the metric system. So if you'd like to do that calculation with me, pull out your phone calculator and let's give it a go. If you're taking a pass on the math, no worries. Hang tight and we'll get right back to food in just a moment. You can start by entering your weight in pounds. I'll use an example of a person who weighs 200 pounds. Now divide the number by 2.2 to convert from pounds to kilograms. Using my example of a person who weighs 200 pounds divided by 2.2, that gives me 90.9 kilograms. I'll just round up and call it 91 kilograms. Now remember, I mentioned that the standard guidance says we need about half to one gram of protein per kilogram per day. So for my 200-pound person, let's take 91 kilograms, multiply that by a half of a gram per kilogram, and the answer is this person needs just over 45 grams of protein at a minimum. If, however, we're aiming for one gram per kilogram of protein per day, then a 200-pound person would need 91 kilograms of protein every day. The target range for this person is anywhere from 45 to 91 grams of protein per day or approximately 15 to 30 grams of protein per meal if you're dividing that up equally between three meals per day. All right, for those of you who are tapping out on the math, come back to us now. The average American is currently eating about 100 grams of protein, which should be more than enough by any standard. In fact, most people would do beautifully with anywhere from 50 to 100 grams of protein per day. So if most of us are getting enough or more than enough protein, why is it so popular to push hard on protein for weight loss? It's not because we have dramatic new data about protein that says we need more. 
To some extent, the protein buzz is more about what's trending in food marketing than any magical new benefit of protein in our diet. Keep in mind that high-protein ice cream is still ice cream. Adding protein doesn't change it from a dessert to a health food. Here are a few fun facts about protein that might inspire you to pay attention to how much and what kind of protein you eat. First of all, did you know that after metabolic or bariatric surgery, we instruct people to eat their protein first at each meal because it's the most important nutrient for their healing and their health? After finishing their protein, we have them tackle their vegetables, then fruits, then healthy fats, and if there's any room left, they can add in some more carbs. But often, people are full enough from the protein and veggies that they stop there. And that's a helpful part of losing weight after weight loss surgery. We might all consider turning our focus toward protein and produce first. I find that's helpful for weight loss. It's not that carbs are forbidden. They're really not. But when we lead with protein and produce, we fill up on the most critical nutrients to fuel our body. Here's another fun fact. Front-loading our protein helps us eat healthier and helps us to eat less throughout the day. We're much less hungry later in the day when we have a high-protein breakfast. In contrast, having a high-carb breakfast, like muffins or cereal or bagels, will leave us feeling hungrier as the day goes on. So if you're working on weight loss, focus on foods higher in protein and lower in carbs in the morning. Eggs are an obvious choice, coming in at 6 grams per egg. You might also consider plain Greek yogurt with some fruit, nuts, and seeds. A serving of Greek yogurt contains an impressive 15 grams of protein. Steel cut oats are my favorite this time of year, and they'll provide 5 grams of protein per serving, plus more if you top them with some nuts, seeds, and fruit. People love to debate the right kind of protein for optimal health. This is where I encourage you to let common sense prevail. We all intuitively understand that a burger is less healthy than grilled fish or lentils, but it also stands to reason that a burger made from grass-fed beef without hormones or antibiotics, is a healthier burger than one made from cows who never got out to pasture and who eat unhealthy foods themselves. Here are a few other things to consider. It's always best to eat real food rather than getting our nutrients from supplements. I favor protein-rich foods over protein shakes or bars, which are often filled with ultra-processed Nova 4 ingredients. It's not a win to get extra protein if you get it along with a bunch of chemicals. Read the ingredient list of your protein source to be sure you're not being fooled by a package that makes the food seem healthier than it is. Vegetarians and vegans can easily get enough protein. There are so many healthy sources of protein that we can find in plants. Personally, I'm a plant-forward eater. I'm not fully vegan or vegetarian, but I aim for more plant sources of protein than animal sources. I find that flexitarian approach is the easiest for me, but you do you. And keep in mind that it's not necessary to eat animal sources of protein if you prefer not to. You're also doing a solid for our planet if you eat less meat. 
One recent study showed a 12% higher risk of death for every single daily serving of meat consumed. The World Health Organization has identified processed meats as carcinogenic. Specifically, they increase the risk of colorectal cancer. With that in mind, it's pretty easy to pass on salami, deli meat, bacon, and hot dogs. I don't personally find sausage worth the risk of cancer. Now, what about fish? If you're going to eat animal protein, fish is an excellent choice. Salmon packs an amazing 34 grams of protein for a standard six-ounce serving, and it's loaded with omega-3 fatty acids, which are linked to better brain function. Come on, people, let's support our brains with our nutrition. If you've never seen the movie The Game Changers, check it out. I believe it's still on Netflix. It's about elite athletes who follow a plant-based diet. You'd be astonished at the strength and speed of these folks. I like to think about protein on a spectrum. For our health, it's not a bad thing to reduce our animal protein consumption. If you're a big red meat eater, you may want to try having chicken, fish, or eggs one night a week instead. If you're already a chicken eater, how about trying fish once or twice a week and adding in meatless Mondays? Let's look at what kind of plants contain protein. Here are some you might like to try. Lentils, chickpeas, including hummus, which is made from chickpeas and delivers 17 grams of protein in just three quarters of a cup. Use carrot sticks to scoop up your hummus and you have a delicious, healthy, protein-rich snack. How about edamame, which is a form of soybeans still in the pod? I like to microwave it with water and salt, then drain it and eat the beans. Don't eat the pod, though. It's not like a sugar snap pea. But you'll get a hearty 16 grams of protein in one cup of edamame. In fact, beans of all varieties are a fantastic source of protein and fiber. Other protein-rich foods include nuts, seeds, and tofu, which is made from soybeans, just like edamame. Okay, friends, it's time to think about your NBA, your next best action. Maybe you want to start with a protein audit and actually count up the grams of protein that you eat in a typical day. I don't find it necessary to keep track of this regularly, but doing it for a few days can give you insight into whether or not you're selecting high-quality protein in a reasonable amount. Another terrific MBA would be to embrace meatless Mondays and learn to make some protein-rich plant-based meals. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like more support during your smart weight loss journey, check out our group coaching program at smartweightlosscoaching.com. Until next time, stay well and stay smart.